Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Uh, yeah, so um, remember during that panel, they were saying that it's best to have two people because if you have just one, you kind of sound like you're crazy. So I was thinking, uh, maybe you want to contribute a little bit back and forth so you can have two people on. Yeah, I know you don't have a mic, but I'm just saying so we can have like a conversation and so it won't just sound like it's just me. Okay, point taken, because you don't have a mic, it's going to sound like I'm still just talking to myself. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Look, you got money for a mic? I mean, I, I ain't got it. So if if you want to go back and forth, you're going to have to buy yourself a mic. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe people should buy some more 1776united.com or some oggapparel.com, and then maybe we can afford to get you a mic. Until then... Yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. It's just, just going to sound like I'm talking to myself. So, and, and, oh, oh, let's start the show. highways of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe and welcome welcome to another episode of trend chat i am your host brian bledsoe and if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. So 
So uh, apparently you all that was listening were privy to a little bit of behind the scenes here at Trend Chat. So, um, well, because of that, I didn't get to tell you what we're going to talk about. But if you see the title of this podcast, which which is actually um, something we normally don't do. <laughs> we normally do the podcast and then think of the title. But this time we already know what the title is going to be. So the title of this podcast is uh, what is it like to be a black conservative? And to answer that question, since that's going to be the name of the podcast, not, not much because I don't really think much just about it. So I guess we'll just go on to something else. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm going to get more into it. It's I'm pretty sure it's not going to be your typical, um, I guess, what you normally hear. When, when people talk about being a black conservative, but it kind of stems from what I did with blaze TV, which was now uh, released on Facebook on Chad Prather's show on blaze TV. And I, I spoke for a couple of minutes talking about what it's like to be a black conservative. And I'm going to talk a little bit of, about that particular thing. And also just some other things surrounding that. But before we get into that, we're going to talk a little about uh, a little bit about Captain Mar- Captain Marvel. Get her, get your words out clearly, Brian. <laughs> um, so we saw Captain Marvel last week, and so we're going to talk about that. And it's funny because this is being recorded on Thursday, March fourteenth, and the new Avengers Endgame trailer came out today, this morning. And yeah, I mean, not going. to talk too much about that um we may have another episode kind of like what we did last year about when um we were getting close to affinity war and talk <laughs> talk about that maybe i don't know but before i even get to that because i kind of wanted to guess give an intro because i didn't give you an intro because i was too busy trying to anyway before we get into that we just had a vote on 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 the president's national emergency and the senate passed to i guess to not have to do away with the national emergency i'm trying to think about it off the top of my head because i i didn't post any um articles about it but they they essentially basically said that they they will block the president's a national emergency on the border. So now the president re- replied basically saying that he's going to veto that vote. And so we'll have to go, f- go from there. Now, the thing about all of this is I don't care if, you know, if you're mad about whether you support it or not or, or whatnot. M- my thing is that, Look, Republicans had two years of majority in both houses to do something about the border, and they failed. They didn't do any. They didn't do anything or anything of substance. Let's put it that way. I'm pretty sure that someone would mention like, "Well, they did this or that," but nothing that really means much, really, um, in the long term, especially. So now that the Democrats are 
in the control of the house and it's a lot harder to get anything passed, let, uh, let alone something as controversial as border security, which shouldn't be controversial, but that's just what it is. I mean, anything that the president wants, I don't care what it is, will be controversial because the uh, Democrats don't want to do anything uh, that would be perceived as giving, <laughs> giving the president any win of any sort so anyway given that the republicans basically missed their opportunity in the past two years and now wanting to whether it's declaring a national emergency or uh executive orders or whatever i'm not expecting anything of substantial um that or long term to happen to stop illegal immigration at least until after 2020, at least. So whatever goes on right now, even if the president uh, vetoes this and it goes to the courts and all that, it's going to, it's, it's going to mean little to nothing really in the long term. Maybe something may happen to where something gets built or maybe a little bit of money goes here, a little bit of money goes there or something like that. But in the long term, the whole the issue of illegal immigration will just continue to to move along, mainly because of the failure of the Republicans in the past two years. And now who knows what's what's going to happen in 2020 and, and beyond. So, look, they had the opportunity and they squandered it. And so now we're where we at now where we're just basically trying to do anything to, to solve an issue. That's, huh, that's I, I, I believe it's a national emergency, but think about, it, I think it's been a national emergency for not just the past couple of years. It's been an emergency for years, decades. So it's not, I won't say it's, it's not immediate because it's been going on for so long. But just because it's been going on so long don't mean it's not an emergency. But the way that we're going about it about it now, it's uh, it, it's a mess. So, but enough about that. I know um, one thing: most people didn't even have a um, probably didn't even care about this whole vote that went down because they were just glad that Facebook and Instagram was back. Because yesterday, Facebook. Instagram, WhatsApp, anything that was connected to Facebook was uh, basically it just crashed, I guess, put it that way. And people were just losing their mind. <laughs> and I mean, I know for me, I tried to post something on Instagram earlier, uh, probably around 12 or whatever, and I saw it wasn't uploading or whatnot. And I, you know, I tried it again and didn't work. And so I I just thought I was in a bad um, area because which was true. I was in an area where I didn't have good, strong, a strong cell signal. So I thought that was the problem. And then I, so I just left it alone and just um, went down the road and didn't think much else about it. And then when I stopped again, about a couple of hours later, I tried it again. And then I, okay, something's up. And so normally when something like this happens, when I guess put it like this, whenever one of, one of the platforms are down. I go to the other platform and see what they're saying. So if Facebook is down, I go to Twitter and just, you know, and it's just showed up 
you go on Twitter, hashtag Facebook down or Facebook crash or whatever. So then I'm like, okay, now I know. Now I just don't know how long it's going to be. And uh, it was funny because I was uh, with all this is going on. There was all these conspiracy theories were going around about why Facebook was down and and what's going on and all that. And so, you know, I kind of have my own suspicions as well. I got a conspiracy theory about about it. And um, you know what? I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll let y'all know what my conspiracy theory is. But before we get to that. Let's hear let's hear a word from our friends with the founding project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the founding project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. All right, yeah, I've, um, I, I had my best ear guitar. Yeah, I mean, it's get you, yeah, it gets you pumped. <laughs> it gets my, I get my inner Alex Jones about to come out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, wow, I almost forgot what I'm about to talk about. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Oh, oh okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am struggling. I, okay, I shouldn't have played that song. I, I was all into it, you know. <laughs> but oh yeah, so. Facebook was down. <laughs> and so, yeah, I got my own little theory about it. Yeah, here's my conspiracy theory. I think Marvel had something to do with it. Or Disney. Yep, I think Disney was the cause of it. Because they're going to create a scenario where there's a worldwide panic, right? They're going to shut down the world's largest social media platform. Basically, make people feel like, you know, half the world is been been evaporated in a, in a snap and then because today as i mentioned earlier the marvel endgame trailer come out so that's my conspiracy theory i mean you know i i think disney has something to do with it yeah hashtag that what uh disney disney calls facebook crash hashtag face disney facebook crash something like that yeah so, but so in that trailer, they finally showed Captain Marvel, which makes sense because they wanted to wait till Captain Marvel came out. And then also, I think want to make sure that it actually, you know, did good in the box office because I would not be surprised. They probably had a different cut if Captain Marvel flopped or something. Maybe they would have done something different. I don't know. But anyway, we'll never know because it made it was historic as far as how much it made um 
as far as a female-led superhero movie. It did more than Wonder Woman. And so, as I mentioned, we saw it last last week. And first off, I'll say, just going back, whether we're talking about Black Panther being like the first, I guess, it, it wasn't the first, but I guess the first, um, I guess, highly budgeted black superhero movie put it that way because i mean you had blade and all that but apparently that was separate from black panther uh whatever so but now you had captain marvel which is not the first really but but still it's the first marvel female superhero movie and i i would say i gave it i said three out of five seven three six point five out of ten or something like that that's how i saw it it is a a good movie it um if you like marvel movies you'll like this and i will say first off the uh the, the tribute that they gave to stan lee at the beginning was just great that was i really that was really heartwarming and that was that was great to see um, you would just have to see it to know what I'm talking about. But that was, I really, um, really appreciated seeing that. That was cool. And also with, um, now, well, first off, I guess, let me say this, given what, what has been said by Captain Marvel herself, um, Brie Larson. So whatever I'm about to say right now, I guess what should be, um, not be taken as what i guess what i say doesn't really count as much if i was a black lesbian muslim um yeah black lesbian muslim a black disabled muslim lesbian or whatever i mean in the whole realm of intersectionality so because i'm you know i'm black so I have some sway because because I, I'm on their on their level, but then again, because I'm conservative, that probably makes me worse than white. So on the scale, I'm okay. I'm a black conservative Christian male, so I got a little bit being black. But like I said, with the conservative Christian male, so who knows? I'm probably yeah, I'm probably worse than white in their eyes so my opinion probably in for them doesn't matter <laughs> but um i just want to put that out there because that's how they're going to look at it either way in this movie i will say one thing i think the critics were more honest about this movie than they were for whether it was black panther or wonder woman even though i think in watching this wonder woman was better than this one but not by a lot, but if I was picking which one I like more, I liked Wonder Woman uh, better. But yeah, I feel like the critics were a little more honest, mainly because this is the second female, um, I guess, I guess in the modern era, if you want to say in the past 10 years, the first one being Wonder Woman was two years ago. Now you have this one. So I think they feel like they can actually be more objective in their criticism as opposed to kind of like black panther or or like wonder woman just felt the need because you know the intersectional left would would just have a conniption if you said anything negative about these movies because you know of the representation that 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 it shows and you you got to make sure you, you you don't have say anything bad about these movies because it's all great 
regardless of anything. And don't get me wrong, I thought they both were good movies, but they I really felt like the the praise for those two movies, Black Panther and, and Wonder Woman, were just a little over the top. But in this case, this was a little more honest, I felt like, because they didn't give it like a whole... They didn't go overboard with the praise. They they said it was great. They said it was good, but they didn't like, oh, this is just the greatest moment of, of for for women or whatever. So in, in a way, for me, one thing, well, I guess one quote that um, there's plenty of quotes from Brie Larson, but as far as what she said about this being a feminist movie, yes, you can you can definitely see it's a feminist movie in the, in in that sense, um, especially in the fact that when you think about the the plight of the hero in the movie, whether it was Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman, or Black Panther, or whatever, or Thor, or whatever. There tends to be some um, struggle, or there tends to be some um, the the focus of what's what brings them to to being, or the or brings them to knowing who they really are, and wants to when they find their true power and become, you know, had a heroic moment at the at the end. They like, yes, I am Iron Man, or I am whoever, and then they just like, then they go into battle and just you know kick butt so but um so and so like for batman you had had like what happened with his parents and you know and and that was driving him and feeling and how he was feeling about uh growing up with you know with his parents you know dying the way they did and then you know superman because he's he feels uh, alone because he's from another world and having to deal with that and being an outsider and just on and on it feel like all of these other stories, even Black Panther, Black Panther was dealing with becoming, um, trying to learn how to be not only a, a hero, but be a king of a nation after his father died and all that. And so all these things were very personal, right? They were like personal, you know, really connected to the, to that, that man or woman or whatever. But in Captain Marvel, it wasn't really so much that it was, it was basically feminism and just being a woman, not not being Carol Danvers, just being a woman in general was the was the focus. Now, there were other things that were a part of it as well. There was betrayal and whatever like that. But all those things were secondary. The primary focus, the catalyst that. That Carol Danvers realized that. I am Captain Marvel that I have got to this point that I feel like I am the hero of this movie or whatnot was basically just being a woman because <laughs> I've grown up because people have told me this and that and I'm I don't want to listen to that anymore and <laughs> and it's and it's like I said it was all about basically just feminism and just just being a woman that was enough to for her to get the i guess to get the wheel and what and what not to come to her own and really realize that she is the you know, this this great superhero so and so yeah that's why where i'll say as far as feminism how it was um it was a, a very major focus of um of the whole movie really kept there were 
kept having little scenes that was kind of pointing to that and then it kind of um came together at the end so anyway you'll you'll see that if you watch it and i know another thing in particular that that stuck out too is um like they did this whole little de-aging process on samuel jackson because i mean if you don't know samuel jackson's pretty you know he's what's in 60s or 70s and um but he played in this movie so they had to and this movie is set in the 90s so they had to you know de-age his face for for the scenes in this movie and they did a great job it was awesome i mean i, I looked at him like wow this, that they did a yeah it was, it was great how they um how they were able to do that but on the other hand there was another actor on there that had to had this face you know de-aged as well who um his name is uh, clark Gregg, who plays on uh, agent colson and um uh, um, in the Avengers movies, and he was in the movie too. And there, his was okay. <laughs> there were some parts where it didn't look so well. Like, it's it was like they didn't put as much detail. They didn't spend as much time on him, which makes sense because he wasn't in the movie that much. But still, the time he was in, there were it didn't look right. <laughs> um, for the time he was in, especially if he was in the background <laughs> or something like that. It just anyway, it just. It looked funny in in some scenes. Now, look, I, I mentioned that if you never hear this and you probably just saw saw the movie, you wouldn't thought twice about it. It just something I was looking at and it just stuck out to me. But um, but yeah, that's my review of Captain Marvel. And like I said, I give it a three three out of five. I'll probably see it again um, before uh, Avengers Endgame. That I mean. Like I said, I think it was a good movie, and and I will look forward to Captain Marvel two, which I kind of hope will be in the. This was in, set in the nineties. I kind of hope the next one will be set in the two thousands. Just and then three will be into the present day or whatnot. But look, I ain't finna get into all that. <laughs> like I said, maybe we'll have someone on and we'll dive into all that in that particular episode. But um, now I guess after. After a little, little break here, I'll get into what I was um mentioning. I guess basically the title of this podcast as well, talking about being a um, what it's like to be a black conservative. But um, but before we get into that, I do want to just I just can't I just can't thank enough. I just can't be grateful enough to the people that have supported us and. I'm just going to use this time right now just to mention with culture of life, 1972, like they have come on as a partner and they're supporting the podcast. And I just, you know, can't thank them enough for that. And so Cole, 1972.com. So C O L 1972.com. And it's, I would say it's basically a pro life fashion line. So I would say check them out, col1972.com, and check them out. Check out their, you know, shirts and bags and all that. And if you like what you see, I'm pretty sure you will. And if you want to, well, let me put it this way. If you purchase something on the website 
and put in the code Trend Chat, like Trend Chat, you know, like the name of the podcast, Trend Chat, you will get ten percent off. And right now, if I'm not mistaken, I think everything is fifty percent off right now, and so you'll get an extra ten percent off if you put in the code Trend Chat. So check them out, and also odgapparel.com make great Christian gear. I got the Stop Being Dead hat on. And they got the Stop Being Dead shirts. They have mugs. They have socks. All sorts of Christian apparel. And basically, it's it's stylish, trendy. You know, basically making the point that Christian apparel, you know, don't have to be lame. It doesn't have to be just, you know, putting a bumper sticker on a shirt and just making it. And that that's it. That should put some thought in, into the design and everything. And so... With odgapparel.com, if you if you put in the code trendchat10, so now if you go on there, it's trendchat the number 10, you get 10% off there. So appreciate them coming on as well. Also, 1776 uh, 1776 united.com. Great patriotic gear, Second Amendment, all of that. Anything from just whether it's shirts, mugs, hats. Now I have the don't you know like the don't tread on me shirt, the Gatson, um, you know like the Gatson flag. Like I have that shirt. I have the the Gatson flag hat with the 1776 United um, hat, and under the bill it has the Gatson flag. You probably, if you ever seen me at CPAC or other events, you probably seen me with that hat, especially lately. It's normally I wear it all the time, either that or the um, Stop Being Dead from OGGApparel.com. But, but yeah, so they, yeah, they have great, just like I mentioned with uh, ODG Apparel. So they have great, stylish, trendy, patriotic gear. And if you now for 1776United.com, if you go there. And put in the code 76 militia M I L I T I A dash trend chat. You put that in, you get 20% off your first purchase. So I would appreciate you check all of them out. Now, normally I'll try to spread those out over throughout the podcast, but I want to bring them all in. I'll make sure I just want to because I really appreciate all of them just partnering up with us i just can't i can't thank them enough and i'll keep you know i keep advertising this as much as possible because i just i appreciate them just um um, being there for us and being supportive so but um let's get to it but before we get there let's hear another word from my friends from the founder project hello to fans of trend chat and brian bledsoe the Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today.
as I mentioned last week, when we played all our interviews from CPAC, we were able to film a couple of, I guess, segments for Blaze TV, which was kind of cool. I really appreciated that. That was so I've been posting all of that. So the I guess the little comedy skits that was going on that I was a part of that was that was funny, which at the time when they were going on, I I figured I would be in it. I just didn't know where I'll see it. And then I some people will send it to me and like, oh, they you know, there it is. And um, but yeah, so <laughs> now another thing that I uh, filmed was a segment for uh, Chad Prather's show on Blaze TV called Humor Me. And it was like a segment where they talked to three, um, three black people, three black guys. Now think about it. And they asked them the question, what it's like to be a black conservative. And, and so I said a couple of words, other guys said a couple of words. And so it was all together probably maybe about a minute between all of us back and forth. And so, um, and it's funny because so Later on that night, I got a chance to meet with some of the people with the uh, with the show, uh, Chad Prater's show, and, and we got to talking. And I was just talking about that particular segment, and, and honestly, I didn't feel like I did particularly well. <laughs> that just that's just how I am. It just I'm I don't know. I, but they said it was good, and some people ha- that have seen it said it was good. So I mean, if you want to check it out, it's on uh, Watch Chad Prather on facebook watch you can see it there and it's under the um the name of it um we go to uh we go to cpac and still if you're listening to this like when this is out in um what the thursday with uh march 14th so it should be right at the top but um it's the one with john miller and diamond and silk are a part of it as well maybe that'll make it easier if you to find it so i'm in that episode so and um, like I said, I got to talking to some of the guys with the with the show, and I mentioned one thing in particular that not only that I felt like I didn't do particularly well, mainly because whenever whether it's them now, this has nothing to do with you know with them having me on, but it's just like if if I go on any show or just whatever. And if someone wants wants to bring me on and and talk about what it's like being a black conservative, a lot of times I, I know I have no problem doing it. But I will say I'm like probably the worst person <laughs> to have to talk about that in particular. Because if you haven't noticed on Trend Chat, I don't talk a lot about race <laughs> at all. If you look at all the stuff we talk about, I mean, yes, yeah, mostly political. Yes, we talk about avengers or star wars or whatever like that or 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 whatever but you rarely hear me just talk about race and the reason for it is because kind of like what i said in the very beginning like what is it like being a black conservative i really don't know because i don't care that much honestly because i for me it's when i when i noticed i was if you want to put a label on saying i'm uh, conservative I, when I formulated and articulated my principles, I didn't check to see which race agreed with it. <laughs> it wasn't like, okay, uh, well, I, um, I think abortion is wrong, and I, I think we should have limited government and have, um, you know, and stop legal immigration and, and 
have lower taxes. And when I came, when I came to these conclusions, I didn't think like, um, I wonder what black people think about that. Or I wonder what white people think about that. I wonder what Hispanic Hispanics people think about that. I like it wasn't about that. I could care less who cared who liked it or didn't like it. It wasn't about the race. It was about the principle. So when I came to these conclusions and then I saw which side was closer to you know to to these principles that I believe in, that's where I went. I didn't give not one thought about <laughs> about whether if whether black people liked it or white people liked it i just went that way with with, with whatever that agree with the principles that i that i agree with that i believe in so and i've been that way since i've been involved and the whole well because well black people don't uh, apparently don't don't vote that way. I would say don't vote according to that. Uh, th- th- these principles, even though most of these things, black people probably normally would agree. But I see time and time again, you can go down a list of all these principles that I just li- listed off and other things as well. And a, a, you know, a black person will probably agree with all these things. But as soon as you um, reveal which party actually align with those principles all of a sudden it's just like they it's like they go blind all of a sudden it's like they go bird box and they just put the blinders on like nope uh, no no i don't agree with it now even though i just agree with everything that you just said but now you said those things are connected with the republican party and all those things are totally antithetical to the uh, democratic party i'm just going to just totally ignore what you just said and just keep voting democrat that's normally how it goes and so now that now that's what I was saying as far as it's this gonna be a lot different than what you hear because for me being a black conservative is not something I really think much much about because one so a lot of times you tend to hear stories like uh well when, you know when I became a conservative or came out and you know came public with my views and so uh people you know, friends started you know uh you know defriending me or un- unfriending me on social media and then people called me this and called my dad and they called me this name and th- these people just treat me like whatever and, and so for me okay yeah that happened but i don't really okay whatever because at first when all those so-called friends were um, unfriending me on Facebook and Twitter, whatever. I it didn't. I could care less. <laughs> so that's why for me, when I'm talking about this, because uh, it's something I. When they left, okay, oh well. <laughs> so, I, I get messages about you, Uncle Tom. You this and that. So, a lot of times, it's most of the time it's always it's people that don't know me. And just all of a sudden just making this insult to someone they don't know. So why am I going to give them any second thought? You have no clue who I am. And yet you're just going to come out and say, oh, you just hate yourself. You don't even know me. So so when I see that, I'm just like, either I laugh. It depends how how much they're insulting. Because sometimes I might just laugh at it like, 
wow, you're just stupid. <laughs> and I just laugh it off and just move on. I, I mean, I don't engage with them for what? I mean, they have already made their mind up. And they're not looking to have a discussion, a civil discussion, starting off by calling me Uncle Tom or Oreo or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, on to the next. And then, you know, and just move on. I don't even respond. And so, so stuff like that, I just, whatever. (laughs) And that's, so I I don't really have an emotional response to a lot of it because most of this stuff I can care less about. All the little nasty little comments and snide remarks or whatever like that. I'm like, when someone said, I just look at them over like, what, whatever. Like, I don't care what you think. <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, I just, for one, I consider the source. So if they don't know me and they have no clue in wanting to know me and wanting to already make that judgment, then what's the point in even being upset with <laughs> with what they what they think? So I just just shrug it off. I just don't care. And now another thing about this, I guess, well, I guess let's see how much time we got. Got got a couple of minutes. Man, I talk a lot. I just noticed, man, I got 45 minutes and here we are. We all talked about Captain Marvel and all this. And here we are. We got 40 minutes and here we are. Now I'm crunching to get this last point. <laughs> so, but, um, I guess that's why I got a podcast. So you could talk a lot. <laughs> but um I know one thing when it comes to being a you know, being a black conservative in particular and just and having to I guess talk about that. It kind of it kind of brings up another thing that I hate about politics in particular. It just and again, this has nothing to do with the people who asked me to come on to go on uh, to go on you know their show and talk about it i have no problem that i understand that this is a uh something that needs to be said i do understand that my thing is that i hate the fact that it has to be said i hate that the fact that i have to be the one to not i'm not saying i i'm just saying just like why, a black person in particular just why do i have to be the one to have to make this statement about because you know because of what goes on and so and the thing that I hate about it is that, so if you listen to, I, I forgot what episode it was, but the one thing I hate about politics that I've mentioned before is that the people that treat poli- um, politics like it's a game, like it's a game of monopoly to them, which in a lot of cases, maybe if <laughs> to some of these people, it is because they have that much money where they can just basically, um, whether they're giving money to politicians here and there and just trying to, um, trying to shape policy because they want to make make money or whatever and and so like that goes you know both sides um as far as that happening and they just treat the whole political process like it's a game you know again like it's a big game of monopoly to them and they just throwing money around and that's how they see it and i hate that that some people play it that way. Some people literally look at politics like, like this is fantasy football or something. And when I hear people talk about it that way, if I'm in that conversation and people start talking away, I look, I'm just, no, nah, I'm not finna even engage in that sort of conversation. Cause this is not a game. All this that's going on in Washington right now, even if it's Washington or even if it's Austin or, you know, pick your capital or, or your local government, all these things, affect real people 
and it's not a game. And so when people start talking about it like it like it's that, that really that no, I hate that. <laughs> so the second thing that I really hate <laughs> is talking about as far as the, when I'm talking about being a black conservative, I hate the fact that because I am from a particular ethnic group, for some reason, that's supposed to give me more um, my opinion or what I say more weight than someone else of another race. So put it this way. So a lot of times you'll hear people want to say like, well, um, we need you to go out into the community because people, you know, people will listen to you because you're black. Basically, I mean, they'll say it in other <laughs> in other ways, but they'll basically just say, well, we need someone like you to speak to other people that look like you so they're actually they're actually listen to what um to what they're saying to to the principles and I, that's what i hate i hate that right there because how in the world are you gonna think that why do my opinion carry more weight just for the simple fact because of the color of my skin if a white person can say the exact same thing that i said and all of a sudden you if and you want to all of a sudden go along with what i'm saying just because we look the same like that's stupid and you're racist <laughs> and i don't care if that if you're talking about white people or black people so that's the second thing i really hate and and having to basically i need to be brought in so people can actually listen well, if they don't want to listen to someone else that's that's their ignorance and but unfortunately that is the case and so that's why i don't have a problem with people wanting to bring me in i just i hate the fact that that is that even exists that i have that that i'm the person that's supposed to um bring the bring people in when they're too ignorant to want to listen to someone else just because they're the color of the person's skin so but um and anyway it just i yeah i'm glad i'm at the end because <laughs> that, that we're we're basically yeah we're basically done anyway and if i just kept going on it basically just turned into a rant but in the I guess we don't have too much i don't know what's going to be on next week so anyway i appreciate everyone listening in like share subscribe if you like all of this you know please just you know tell your friends or family and share it subscribe like everything appreciate everyone and until next week we'll chat with you later guys as we get older we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance it happens but you can stop mother nature whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700.
Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. If you are thinking about snacking on anything other than tasty cake this summer, you are simply Miss Caken. A melted milkshake? Miss Cake. Crumbly, sticky s'mores? Bigger Miss Cake. Or worst of all, you resort to baking? If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Except no substitutes. 